You are listening to the strongest podcast in CrossFit. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the show, and it is Hero Barbell. Their legendary barbells are the go-to barbell in the functional fitness community. And they also have on their team Colton Mertens as well as Andrea Nistler. I'm telling you guys, these barbells are by none the best barbells you can get your hands on. The spin is nice. The metal's well-crafted. The knurlings are really good too as well. So why be ordinary? Get yourself a Hero Barbell and join the Hero Nation. And also, they gave me a promo code, too, as well, to save 10% off your purchase. So type in type one and save some coin. Now to the show. All right, guys. Welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Lennon, and I have two great guys. I've been talking to one of them for close to a little over a year, roughly. Yeah. It's uh, Frank and Greg from Hero Barbell. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Great, man. Absolutely. So, Greg, does, does um, did Frank tell you like how you know we kind of knew each like met each other? No, he he did not. Uh, he, he let me know that you guys had known each other for a while. Obviously, we were talking a little bit before we went online, and and you know uh, you know clearly understand the podcast and and being very close to you know uh, Frank and his family and and Charlie. Uh, I I can kind of probably put the pieces together, but I'd love to hear the story. Yeah. So, so Kelly Wild, your one of your athletes, yeah, was wearing was wearing my Type One lifting crop top, like tie dye shirt that I gave her, and she had a Hero Barbell on there, and I and Frank tagged me in the post, and I'm like, who's who's this Hero? What's this <laughs> who's, Hero? Bar- what's who's, who's, who's Hero Barbell? Who's this guy? Yeah. I'm like, I, I I know I know Kelly because like she's been <laughs> on my podcast like three times, and I'm like. Oh, this, this is cool. And so I kind of looked into it and then, you know, I, I you know, was reached out to Frank to kind of see if I could help out or if there any, like we can kind of do something mutual at the time. And I know you guys just like first started, so you guys weren't yeah. ready, ready for that yet. But, and then yep. Frank, Frank told me about, uh, you know, his daughter being a type one diabetic too. It was, it, dude, it was like, it, it was crazy, you know, and I loved it too at the time, like as we were first started up, and Tony brought Kelly uh, on board and I, you know, and then I found out she was uh, type one. I was like, oh my gosh, man, this is, this is like a match made in heaven. I think like Charlie had just been diagnosed less than a, uh, like a year and a half ago. 
And, I, you know, just like kind of giving her some inspiration and stuff. And obviously Kelly's that inspirational athlete that, that has like literally done it all. Um, and you just, and I like put her arm around her and I was like, look at this, look at this beast right here. Mm-hmm. If she can do it and, and accomplish everything that she has accomplished, like the sky's the limit, girl. I mean, get after it. So, um, and, and it just opened, it, it seriously was super cool how much and how close, uh, the type one community is, mm-hmm. um, all of these things that, you know, we just had no clue until we actually, you know, had a daughter that was type one, um, and, and just learning, uh, and meeting new people and learning new things and, and, and honestly, learning, learning about the disease too, because to be honest with you, Thomas, I, I was like, well, dude, we, we don't have, we don't have diabetes in our family. How the heck, you know, like how the heck did she get it? Like that's mm-hmm. this impossible. This is, this has gotta be a misdiagnosis. So it was just kind of like an educational, uh, um, kind of, you know, just re rest and refit for me as well. And, and it was, it was super cool. Um, and obviously we got to, uh, we got to run into each other, uh, via social and, and now here we are chatting and, got your got your badass bar in the background and uh it's, it's legit man the the best bar in the world so yes. i i uh, my my gym i when they were looking for new barbells i was like well i have these guys that have a barbell company that their barbells are legit and so they brought two of them on and i literally have to like take one of them and like put them in a corner <laughs> just to hide it so like no one else could do it because because they're mainly like power we have like a lot of power lifters in our gym and yeah. like and teenagers that don't really know how to lift well. And so like, I'm, I'm there at like four 30 in the morning, like, like ripping, ripping weights around. And so like, I try to hide it in the corner. So like no one else sees it. And then there's a, the other ones like <laughs> left over for my, for my, my gym partner and for everyone else. And so it's, it's, it's funny. And like, occasionally, okay. Sometimes you actually will, I'll see the barbell like out in the open and I'm like, who the hell, who the hell found that? Who found what's that? What's this doing here? Yeah, yeah, what's this doing here? This is not a lot. This is mine. M- mine. So. <laughs> but um, well, now you got your own, though. You know, like you're good. Yeah, I. So I, I, I'm not. I'm only using this for a prop for the podcast once in a while. But I, 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 I am it. using it too. So, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Yeah, but um, I, I do want to get back to the uh, to the the diabetes diagnosis so when she got diagnosed like but before that like did you what was her symptoms that she was dealing with oh dude so i mean you know and credit um and since we're live obviously i can i can prove no we're we're just uh, recording not live not yet not yet (laughs) once in a once and for all that my mother-in-law was right um my mother-in-law called it uh, and she, you know, she, so she had, she had extreme weight loss. Um, she had lost over 10% of her body weight Dang. and, um, and, it, and at its worst point, she was probably, you know, she was having accidents at night and going to the bath. And I could say that cause she was eight, you know, she, she would probably be embarrassed about it, but whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but she was having accidents at night. She couldn't make it through the night without peeing in the bed and she couldn't make it 20, 25 minutes in a car ride without having to go to the bathroom. And I, so Jamie was pregnant with our fourth at the time. Um, I still don't know how that works, you know, like just having kids and all the things. So we just kept having more. Um, so I honestly, I thought it was a cry for attention and I kind of wrote it off as a cry for attention. I was like, she was the oldest. I was the oldest. 
I always wanted attention like over my siblings. So that's what it has to be. Um, and you know, uh, Jamie's mom, my wife, my wife's mom, Peggy, she said, no, I think it's, I think it's type one. I think, I think we need to go in and get her tested. Um, and I was, I, I was like, so I was so opposed to it. Um, I honestly, I, I, you know, I almost killed her. So it was, it was to the point where Margo was born. Uh, our fourth was born September 14th. We got out of the hospital on a Monday, went into the pediatrician on a Tuesday and I'm driving her to the emergency room. So Jamie's like at home recovering with a newborn and I'm in the PICU, uh, with a, <laughs> with Dang. like a type one diabetic and all of our kids are eight years old or under. And we're just like, Oh God, <laughs> you know, it was like, what, just, what just happened? Yeah. Um, it, it, and I mean, I can laugh about it now. You know, I was like in tears at the hospital, but like, I, I mean, holy crap, man. It was just, it was like a gut punch. You're like, here's a fourth kid that you weren't planning at all. And uh, here's a, you know, autoimmune disorder that you got to work with uh, as well. But just like you said earlier, I mean, I know the the story, you know, wasn't wasn't being recorded at the time, but like, um, man, the coolest thing that the PICU doctor, the attending physician did was just kind of pull me aside and was like, one, you guys are awesome. And you caught it early. I was like, caught it early. She's like, you know, she's, she's DKA, like, yeah, like bigger than shit. Um, but she was being nice. You know, she's like, caught it early. She's fine. She's going to be fine. And the best thing that you could do for yourselves is not figure out how she got it because it's something you'll never know. You'll never know. It's an autoimmune disorder. There's certain triggers and just like, you'll, you'll tear yourself up trying to figure out, you know, how she got it. So mm -hmm. like, just, just do your thing, learn about the disease. She can do anything and everything everybody else can do. And I mean, Greg knows that she's, mm -hmm. you know, she plays volleyball with Greg's daughter. She plays softball with Greg's daughter. I mean, the, you know, the girl's just, dude, I watched her do 16 pull-ups last night in my garage. Nice. Like, no, she's 13. I, 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 I can't do 16 pull-ups right now. I, that's, that's also not true, but whatever. Um, <laughs> making her feel better. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I, I just, she amazes me every day and, um, yeah, it was really cool that the the PICU uh, physician, you know, told me what she did, just kind of put me at ease, just like, just like you put that family at ease as well. So that was mm -hmm. that was pretty sweet. How how funny yeah. is it that you get more information from people outside your endocrinologist? Right, it's insane. I mean, we're you know, like we're looping now, so like we're part of the Facebook group looped, and I, I mean, you know, learned about the whole uh, loop process and pitched it to our endocrinologist and she was like, Oh, uh, well, I, I can't really endorse it because it's not FDA approved. But I mean, you know, it's, it's like, dude, it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. So it's just super peace of mind. And the amazing thing about that app is that it was made by the diabetic community for the diabetic community. And what, what's the hashtag? I think the hashtag is we're not waiting or something like that. It's like, that's the whole, like, we're not going to deal with the bureaucratic bullshit that the FDA is yep. uh, a part of. And, you know, we're, we're going to design an app for ourselves to take care of ourselves um, better than the FDA can regulate.
So yeah. it was pretty cool. Awesome. Now, now yeah. I know this. I know this is not the Frank show. So Greg. So I know. <laughs> um, so how, how? Like on an outside nice. perspective of diabetes. Yeah. So like I know. Her, her, his daughter comes to your house to hang out and stuff like that. So what is what has yeah. been your experience with like diabetes? Well, you, you know, first of all, uh, I mean, Frank, we Frank and our other uh, third co-founder, Mike, uh, all met through kids sports. So our daughters, we all have three daughters, uh, our oldest that are, you know, athletes and have been competing together and playing on the same team forever and ever. So I, I actually remember very vividly when this was happening. Uh, I believe they were playing on a soccer team together. So I remember yeah. being on the sidelines and, you know, we hadn't quite become like good, good close friends yet, but we were friends and we would talk. And and I, I mean, I can remember Jamie, his wife on the sideline, like crying, like, I mean, losing her shit a little bit. Like <laughs> I'm pregnant, I'm about to have a baby. Like yeah. Charlie's, you know, been diagnosed with diabetes and like, what are we gonna do? And and, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I remember very specifically somebody said something to Jamie to the extent of like, you know what, if there's any kid here that's that's built to be able to like deal with this, it's Charlie. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing I'll say is just his daughter, Charlie, um, whose, whose nickname is Charlie Hustle, is like, I mean, this girl, I've coached her before and she's obviously been friends in our house. Like, this kid is like built to run through walls. She mm -hmm. is just tenacious, fearless, like just, just such an awesome kid that I've, you know, truly grown to just love as a person. So it, it is cool to see how she's, she's taken this and she's handled it. Um, you know, from my perspective, man, I was just totally ignorant and, and I've learned a lot, uh, uh, through this, you know, just being friends with the family and, um, you know, one thing in particular, just to kind of give some perspective on on the seriousness of it. Yeah, she spent the night at her house. Yes, we've gotten phone calls in the middle of the night because, um, you know, readings were off and we had to give her juice or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, about a year ago, me and Frank went on a little family vacation up in the mountains. Oh, good, dude, good story. Yeah. Good pull. Uh, good and pull. They, I think, the, what do they call it? Like snow, snowmageddon or snow something like that? Snow it was like the biggest snowstorm to hit California <laughs> mountains in something like 60 years. So me oh. and this guy are up in a cabin in the middle of the mountains and we get legitimately snowed in. Like, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's something like nine feet of snow that came in over a two bit, two day period. And we're off some windy road and there's no way to get in or out. Like there is no driving. Uh, and we're sitting up there and he's got enough insulin to last him like another, like three days. And it's like, what are we going to do? Um, so, you know, you start to like really understand the severity of it and, and the things that you kind of got to deal with just the real life aspects of this. And, uh, you know, Frank's wife, Jamie, is just unbelievable. Talk about, you know, being able to tap into the network. I mean, she was on Facebook <laughs> yeah. groups. And, oh, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, she was moving yeah. mountains to make things happen. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with Frank and I remember I asked him probably about 150 questions about it and just really understanding the ins and outs and everything about it and how it works. So uh, it's been really eye opening to me. But I, I also think just personally, like super inspiring to see what they as a family have been able to do with it. And then just how Charlie just lives her life. Like it does not slow that kid down at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, was this the snowmageddon? Was this like the hot tub time where you guys built this <laughs> Tiro barbell company? Different hot tub. Okay. Different, different hot, hot tub. tub but, but there was a hot tub. There was a hot tub. 
<laughs> so so like what what was going through you guys had like throughout the whole because i obviously i was listening to the wex appeal podcast about the hot tub story yeah. so yeah. what what was going i obviously there's probably liquor involved too as well so uh, was there like what was going through your guys head of like you know out of all of the equipment in the function in the fitness space why <laughs> why did you guys decide to pick barbells good yeah I'll, I'll just give this this you said something and it like totally rang a bell because i'm like that's you got it like you nailed it you talked about how like you have your barbell that you like hide in the corner right and like yeah uh you know we were I was a pretty avid CrossFitter and our other uh, co-founder, we all went to the same uh, box together and worked out. And there was like this like $900 Alikio barbell that was there. Um, and it was the owner's bar, but like he was cool with me. So he would let me use it. So I got really used to using this barbell for like all my workouts, all my Olympic movements, all my wads and like kind of got a little bit spoiled, right? It was like the one, like it wasn't really mine, but it was like mine kind of thing. Yeah. So when COVID hit and everything got shut down and we're like, dude, how are we going to work out? How are we going to do our thing? And, and, and it came to like, like, buying a new barbell like i didn't own my own barbell i just was like like i'm not gonna spend 900 dollars on a barbell it seems ridiculous but the 300 bars were just like not what i wanted i was like kind of spoiled yeah and it like sort of like just spiraled to like why don't we fix this problem and you know probably t we talked a little about the dollar shave club there was a little bit of that early on with just like this idea of you know uh you don't need the $9 razor that Gillette sold, right? You could, you could, you can get a razor just as good as a $9 razor and, and get it for, you know, a couple bucks or whatever it was. And then it, I mean, it was honestly a dumb idea, dude. I, 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 I it was, it was a dumb idea. I probably come up with 20 stupid ideas like that. A year. Uh, it, it did involve alcohol. It did involve jacuzzi and one thing or another, man, I think Frank being a fighter pilot and just being like a total daredevil at heart, uh also yeah. probably thinking about what he was going to do after he retired from the marines was like oh, yeah man let's do it let's go yeah, sounds great business. that sounds great yeah no obviously no logistics background whatsoever and you know i have no idea how much it costs to ship any of this stuff oh my gosh man <laughs> i swear the next company we're doing it's going to be like coasters or something pillows. like yeah, yeah yeah pillows yeah koozies, pillows koozies. easy koozies are easy <laughs> <laughs> Now, now with that with that illegal barbell that you're using, so at the gym, so was there like a statue with the hands up here and holding the bar on the hands because <laughs> yes. it was so expensive? Pretty much, man. That <laughs> right? was exactly what it was. Dude, he hit the nail on the head. Like seriously, though, I, every like the barbell brings the gym together. You know, it's like the Lebowski and the rug. Like that's it, it oh, dude. It brings a room together. Like it, it is the centerpiece of the gym. So why wouldn't it be? badass and something that you actually want to have and you like look forward to right like greg looked forward to going and getting to the gym early so he could like scope out that bar that's exactly what i want well why don't you know well we could design that oh we can yeah sure we can yeah yeah we can like you know and and dude he pitched that uh, he pitched that to us. And I mean, you know, I told Greg that like, I'm the salesman of the company. I could sell Eskimos ice, but like he sold me that night. He, he like, he sold me real well. Um, yeah. and here we are. 
Yeah. So how how much how much of a learning curve did you guys have to go through <laughs> just to understand like okay, you need you know ball bearings, the spin, you know even like little pieces of like the you know yeah. to hold hold the hold the um you know the piece hold the barbell in, in place ring, and stuff. Yeah, yeah the snap, snap ring and stuff like yep. that. Like how how long did that take you to? to understand all that before you were like, okay, I, I, I believe, I believe that we are kind of now and now, now we're experts at this. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like I, well, there's a lot of thought and uh, a lot of care and we designed that barbell exactly how we wanted that barbell to be from the coating, you know, using Serco coating to the width, uh, diameter of the bar to how many bearings we wanted in it to the design to the knurling to the um but let's be honest like it's we're not designing you know electric vehicles or rocket ships here i mean there's so many components to a barbell um you know i i i'd be lying if i didn't say that i i started off by by probably looking at the anatomy of that you know thousand dollar alikio bar that i really liked and kind of what were some of the components and it helped me start to understand how barbells were put together and what components made up to them and what i liked and what i didn't like and what i wanted everything about this company from day one and to this day has always been like a for us by us it's just been like yeah. let's design cool stuff that we like and if we like it, there's a good chance other people will like it. Let's name it things that we think are cool. Let's like, you know, let's design different color. Like everything has been just who we are and it's been authentic to us. And, you know, I think that's how the barbell kind of came about. It was, what, what would I want in the perfect barbell? And yeah, okay, I'll start with this. This is kind of my starting point, but it would also be pretty cool if we did it this way. And then you know, one thing or another, you you find manufacturers and you work with them and you start developing prototypes. And, you know, we're, we got prototypes showing up and meeting our specs and testing them out. And we finally kind of landed on, you know, a design that we really liked. And, and you know, we were, we were ready. We we're in business. Awesome. So I think, what's got, go ahead. No, I, I wanted to add to that was like, I think the best part about that whole process was the day, do you remember, Greg, like the day the first one showed, or the, I guess we had three or something. The yes. first three showed up at your house, you know, and like they had like an actual logo on it, an old logo, but like our original logo, you know, but yeah. it, it was like, dude, we made that. Not really, yeah. we designed, you know, we designed that. Like yeah. our, our, our hands weren't involved in the process, but like that's our barbell. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was super cool. Like I felt a really, really awesome sense of ownership. Uh, once those things, once those things started showing up, it was nice. Awesome. So with the samples yeah. that you were getting, so when you were like picking out the knurlings or whatnot, do they like just cut out a section and then did the knurlings and sent it over to you? Cause obviously, you know, sending a whole barbell is pretty damn expensive, like shipping costs. So how did how did like the you know from like the drawing of what you're looking for to you know the feel the knurlings or whatnot in the spin so how, how did how did that kind of you know no, work we, your way up? We, we totally screwed that up, dude. We got <laughs> <laughs> we just we got one bar and you know uh, one bar with a with a kind of a, a light mountain uh, a, a mountain knurl you know like a lighter a, a lighter knurl. We had one bar with a 
medium volcano. And then we had one bar that um, had a, a sharp diamond or I can't remember which one was which, but like we had, we had one of each sent out to us. And we didn't even think to actually be like, Hey, can we just get like <laughs> the light medium on one side and the, <laughs> and the sharp on the other or aggressive, I guess is the term, uh, the term the industry uses. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you, you know, you kind of talk about that and it segues into it like mistakes. I mean, dude, we, we make plenty of, them. um, but I would like to be, you know, I would like to be kind of optimistic to where like, Hey, look, if, if we did make a mistake, we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're not going to make it again. Right. Like we're going to learn from, we're going to learn from the mistakes. Um, and ultimately like it's, it's going to make the company better because, um, we're like, oh no! Hey, well, let's not go down that road. We did that last time, and this this was the outcome. So let's let's kind of try a different approach to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah we uh, we 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 definitely ordered just as many bars as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did you guys talk to any other like barbell companies at all to kind of get a gist of like you know maybe get a little bit of help or some like kind of guidance at all? Um, no, that, yeah, way we too didn't logical. Right. Yeah. Why would we do that? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like that's again, another great idea. Uh, we didn't though. We, what we did was we did a lot of research, um, tons of, tons of webs, you know, like just tons of web surfing, um, going through, uh, going through Jake's garage gym reviews of like different, you know, different barbells that he took a look at and, um, uh, just, just looking surfing website after website of what people wanted to see in barbells or, and then really what was like actually on the market at the time, like different colors, um, et cetera, because that obviously is going to drive sales. Right. And then we just, we kind of started getting our hands dirty and, and going to work. Nice. I, nice. you know, yeah. I have a, a little bit of a digital background. Um, so I was a little, I was somewhat naive with the idea of like, look, we can manufacture these things. You know, I can, I can spin up a Shopify store. Like we can start selling these things. And you know, like I, I, I know how to do Facebook ads. Like I can, you know, that type of thing. So I think we had a little bit of this like uh, naive approach of like what this thing was going to be. It was just yeah. like some direct to consumer barbell type of thing. And the, the company has evolved so much from that. And, and quite honestly, I, I think I was really, really off on what I thought we were going to be. Uh, and, you know, a lot of credit to, to Frank and, and Tony, who came on as one of our partners and, you know, just, the, you know, bringing on real athletes and, you know, the, the turning point, you know, in a lot of ways was like when Andrea Nissler came on board and we built a signature bar for her. And then she goes on and wins, you know, the CrossFit game, you know, team competition two years in a row on Mayhem with, you know, Froney and all those guys. And then all of a sudden we started to get some real like you know, cred in the space and had like real athletes coming out to us and working out with us. And it just, it became popular, uh, you know, and I think we built a great bar. I, I really do. I, I believe mm -hmm. our bar, you put our bar up against about any bar out there. It's, it's a great bar to use. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I, but I think what, what's really helped this company grow is sort of the authenticity of the brand that has developed over time where people just like resonated. They resonate with you know, what we believe in, who we are, how we position ourselves in the market, how we approach things. And, you know, and I, I think that's the part that I didn't necessarily think was going to happen when we started this thing. I thought it was like a direct to consumer business. We'll create a product, better mousetrap. 
we'll use digital channels to sell it. I, I didn't expect that we would have like legit competitions where people wanted to like, you know, use our bar. We're sponsoring events and athletes and, and those types of things. So that, that's been fantastic. It's been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost, it's almost like uh kind of like a David, David and Goliath feel. So yeah. you kind of want to root for like the little guy and support the little guys because, you know, if you support them, then they'll grow and it'll help the, you know, help the community out better. And then they kind of like go to like another avenue of the fitness space, like powerlifting yep. or like anything okay. else or your average gym goer. So it's kind of like, yep. I, I think it's kind of like that. I mean, why not? Right. Like everybody, I've, I've, I've read this somewhere before, but everybody loves an underdog story. Um, Good book, they, by the way. They, Love that book. Yeah. That, I like like every seriously uh tale is old tale is old as time and um hey like ultimately we're we're, we're three we're four uh we're, we're a couple of dudes that just want to make the fitness space better um so so why the hell not let's do it you know mm -hmm. let's carve out a, let's carve out our own piece of pie yeah uh, it's absolutely. Ult ultimate american dream let's yeah. go so how, how cool was it for you guys to get Andrew Nissler? Like, what, did you guys even like think you were going to get like that caliber of athlete coming in like right off the bat? I, I told, um, I told Greg, uh, when I, you know, first met Tony, I had coffee with him. He was like, you know, and again, I didn't know Tony from Adam. I had, you know, I had no idea who he was. And then, and then, you know, he kind of, he just introduced himself and like i was like hey well tell me about yourself and he gave me his background and i was like hold on wait you're <laughs> you're 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 games athlete like the games not like regionals or anything like the games and he was like yeah no i was i was games athlete two years in a row i was like jesus uh and then he you know and then he told me uh, he, tell, he tells me he used to coach andrea nissler and i'm like oh i know that name <laughs> um and He's like, yeah, and, and I think actually she'd be like a perfect fit for the company. This is before he was even a partner. Um, and so we sits, he sits down, he, he puts us in a, a text chain together and we start talking. And before you know it, she's, you know, she's, she's signing a contract with us. And I'm, and I'm just like, dude, is this like, is this really happening right now? And I, I even told her, like, we had her out, like we had her out, we did a photo shoot. Uh, her and her husband, Bob, and, um, it, it was like, it was a great weekend. We actually just like planned a pretty cool weekend, uh, together. And man, I even told her when I picked her up from the airport, I'm just like, I just if, forgive me if I'm like a little nervous or awkward. This is like, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like in awe right now <laughs> of who I'm in the presence of. And she, you know, she kind of, she gave me a half smile at the time. She gave me a full smile at the end of the weekend, but, uh, but she's great. I mean, she's absolutely awesome. She's the face of the brand by far. Um, amazing. Everything, like all of her accolades, what she was able to accomplish uh, in her CrossFit career. Um, we'll see if it continues. I mean, she's going to be a mom here soon. So like, good for her. Uh, we're super pumped and proud for her. And, uh, and, and, you know, paved the way for uh, Colton to come in and carve his space in, uh, inside of Hero Nation now. And we'll see what, uh, see what Colton can do this year. Uh, and the games, we're, we're pumped for him, man. We're, 
I mean, anybody who can bring on that grit grind and the determination of the muscle hamster from Iowa, like let's <laughs> like let's let's go, yeah. let's go, guy so, Colton's. So yeah. how did how did that come about? Like you know, obviously Colton's kind of like a low key, kind of quiet, like you know, nose to the you know, yep. just nose Absolutely. down and just go to work. So how how did how did you guys get connected and how did you guys make the deal happen? So our buddy, um, our, our buddy, Ken Clark, uh, does a podcast, uh, as well. It's not all black and white. We were on, that was our first podcast, Greg, that we were on, mm-hmm. uh, together. I heard that um, one too. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That was a fun, that was a fun one. Um, and, and so, so Ken, you know, Ken's, Ken's kept in touch. He's been a great, uh, a, a great outlet provider of content media. It just goes out of his way to, uh, help the company out, which is, which has absolutely been awesome of him. And he started, um, he started up his own agency, uh, as well. And, you know, like kind of reached out out of the blue one day and he's like, you oh, know, by the way, I have this agency and I got, uh, I got a couple of athletes I think would be great for your brand. And he says, Colton Mertens, I go, shut up. You don't have Colton Mertens. There's no way. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, oh, I'll get him in a text, you know, in a text feed. And before you know it, we're, we're chatting up, you know, contract negotiations and everything. I was just like, and, and, and it was great too. Like I'll bring Greg into this and he can expound on it. But, um, so, so I was like, Greg, I got, uh, I got our next athlete. Like, this is it. And he's like, all right, pitch it. And, uh, <laughs> And I, and I, you know, I started talking about, uh, about Colton and, and all the things. And, and he was just, you know, I, I think I said, uh, grind. I said, pig farmer from Iowa determination, 25, four CrossFit games appearances. And he's like, sign him. He, he sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> I, you, awesome. You, you, yeah. You sold me. <laughs> yeah. So Greg, what was your experience with, uh, Colton? Oh, it's great, man. We're pumped. Uh, so, you know, it's funny. My, my brother-in-law uh, is a Hawkeye. He's an Iowa Hawkeye. So I think he was more excited than any of us because right, <laughs> right, right away when we signed him, we put it on uh, our Instagram uh, made an announcement. And he like called me up like five minutes later saying, dude, you got Colton. So like, how did you get Colton? And he was, like went through a whole thing. So uh, he already told me, I showed him some of the, uh, the preliminary designs of the Colton bar that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Yeah. We're, we're pumped on that thing. That thing's the... The unbroken bars, we're calling it. Uh, nice. I think that thing's going to be pretty sick. So he told me he's uh, he's he's first in line. He's going to get the first wants the first bar off the oh, uh, very manufacturing nice. press. Yeah, very cool. Very nice. So did you guys notice like the big following that Colton has through like the Savon podcast, like Vindicate yeah. and like all those guys? We were like, yep. After you signed him, did you realize like he had that kind of backing as well? Oh yeah, no, and I and I I still. Dude, I would, I would love to. Uh, it's, it's a very selfish pitch right now, Thomas. But I, I love the, I love Savad's podcast, man. Like it is, it is so good. Um, it, it really is. He tells it, he tells it like it is. Yep. Um, the guests are great. Uh, the, the episode that he did on, um, you know, and it's like touches politics a little bit but whatever but like the episode that he did on uh palestine and, and israel during the first uh kind of portion of the conflict i was like i was listening to that thing and normally i like listen to podcasts in like 20 or 30 minute stints dude I, I think that was like an hour and 47 minutes or something and it just played in my ear straight because i didn't want to turn it off i i was i, I was hooked mm-hmm. um so yeah i 
I I was aware of the following, right? The Wolverine to vindicate, like I, I was aware of the following, but I I don't think I understood the gravity of it. Like I now now I get it, and I was like, wow, we we got something very special on our hands. Mm-hmm. And I and I see Vindicate posting like Hero Barbell stuff like all the time on his stories Love all it. the time. So Love yeah, it. and it's and it's funny because like I've I've had Travis on on my podcast as well, and like I talked to him like back and forth, and so yep. I, I guess you, I think Frank, you told me that, that you were getting Colton on before you even posted it. And so then vindicate had something on hero barbell. And then like, I was like, Hey, you know, Travis, like what's going on with, with hero. And he's like, Oh, they're, 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 they're getting somebody big. And I'm like, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know who it is. Okay, great. So I, yeah. at least I know like someone else is like in the, in the pipeline of like knowing what's going on. So yeah, yeah it was, still, I was really excited when still, you guys picked him up. Yeah, super, super cool. Um, I mean, we got a chance to watch him compete in Pasadena this year, uh, and it was just, it, it was, it was inspiring. Yeah, like it really was uh, to see to see someone just go out and just ball, you know. <laughs> and it, I mean, you see it on TV, and you're just like, all right, got it. You're, you're, you're kind of isolated from it a bit, right? Yep. Um, but once you see it in person, it's just like, okay, all right, that that dude's that dude's a hoss like he's legit <laughs> yeah it's crazy like yeah. how like how's like he's just like so thick it's like oh yeah short and thick he's almost and he's almost as big as me <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um i also heard that you've kind of collaborate you're going to collaborate with with wad zombie is that still in the works or how's that going uh yeah i mean they're like there's I'm, I'm not gonna say yes. I'm not gonna say no. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how that plays out. Okay, all right. We'll see how that plays out. So obviously you have Andrea and Colton. So what other you know if you you know we're looking for another athlete to sponsor, what are the type of people that you're looking for, and you know how would they fit into Hero Nation? Greg. It's a good question. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there. I have my. I have a wish list of some athletes that I would absolutely love to sponsor. Um, you know, Brooke Wells, if you're out there and you're interested, you know. Baseball. <laughs> uh, no, I, I. Yeah, it's a good question, man. I. I think it takes the right kind of athlete. I mean, the people that that they got to believe in the brand people that we believe in. Um, you know, we're, we're not a go out there and, and, you know, pay, pay whoever won the games last year, you know, the most money. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not who we are as a company, right? Like we just, we just don't have that situation. So, uh, the, the, the deals and the stuff that we put together with our athletes really are partnerships. Um, you know, we're designing stuff. These are people who are coming on board and, you know, essentially are becoming part of the company. There's a stake, that's beyond just, you know, Hey, I'm going to pay you a certain amount of money. You know, you wear our stuff, post a couple of things on Instagram. It's like, you believe in us. We believe in you. Like, let's do this together. Let's grow together. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's finding athletes that kind of fit that realm. Uh, we're, you know, we're a little bit older. We, we kind of have, a a following in the the master's division, I, you know, a lot of people in that, in that world seem yep. to resonate really well with us. So, yeah. you know, those, those are the kind of athletes that we typically work with. There's a couple big name guys that we're in conversations with that have, that have come to the table and there's some early discussions that, um, you know, with somebody who started doing CrossFit, 
you know, 2011 or 12 or whatever it was. And then, you know, it was like, at, watched every single CrossFit game. Like, I mean, I was following every athlete. I knew every athlete. I was like, you know, I could tell you who was, you know, where, where everybody stacked up as we went through the open together. And I've, I've, I gotta admit, I've, I've kind of had some fanboy moments with just certain people that I've been able to like be connected with, or they know mm -hmm. who we are now and had some conversations. So it, it's, it's been pretty exciting, man. I, I, I've had a lot of fun. I, I honestly, I, I probably don't keep as uh, close touch to the younger athletes as I do anymore, but it, it's definitely those guys that were like competing like real hard and kind of the mid, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 range that, uh, that still, you know, have a, have a, have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. You need, you need to, you need to learn the lingo of the younger kids. Like, yo, yeah, you want some right. cool, you want some cool drip, you know, check the barbell. Yeah, right. You know? No cap, no cap, yeah, no, no cap, no cap. No cap. Yo, this, is, this is the best barbell ever. No cap. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 11 year old by the way freaked out a little bit when he heard me say uh no cap bro and uh no he was like what yeah what yeah how do you know what that means you're old yeah uh, yeah like my 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 eight-year-old eight tells me that too like he does the gritty <laughs> and so it's funny like he, he he was doing the gritty and i'm like this what is that and he's like it's what are gritty. you doing and so then i started doing it and he's just like okay i, I can't i can't do this anymore I like i can't do it it's my dad cool. does it yeah yeah like i'm like i'm coaching his flag football game and like they oh. score a touchdown or like during practice and i start doing the gritty and i'm like oh and it, like they're like <laughs> yeah. they're like no you stop like you need to stop uh. that like you're you're sit you're six five and you're old and you just you, you're not allowed to do that no you can't do that <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. But my like, uh, my wife uh, my, my wife's name's Erica, and her nickname since we've been together, I mean, like twenty years, is is Rizzle E Rizzle. It's just Erica. <laughs> like a buddy gave her that name, so I'll just call her that all the time. They'll just be like, "Hey Rizzle," like that. Uh, and like somebody like came up to us and they're like, do you, "Do you call her that because she has a lot of Riz?" And I was like, I, "What does that mean?" And I've learned what Riz means by now, but that's that. You know, that's a whole different world. I mean, that it was even a word like back in those days. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really don't care for the lingo and I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll just learn it for my no. son. I mean, he's, he's yeah. growing up and like learning it. And so it's like, whatever, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but you did, you guys did talk about like the older, older generation that you kind of connected with. Now I know you guys sponsored a master's, um, competition earlier this year. So how did, how did you guys get involved with that? And like, like what was the feedback at, like after the games of like that after that competition of how Hero Barbell worked with the competition? Yeah, that was um, that was our second year with MFC, um, and uh, Eamon uh, Coin got us uh, got us involved, really heavily involved in uh, MSC for for quite some time. Stepped away uh, this past year, and then we've been working with Jamie Free um uh this uh this season and you know we just we've we've had an absolute blast working with those guys uh they have been um they, they they've they've been over backwards for us they've helped us out uh to you know to where when it comes to like barbell storage when it comes to uh holding holding our you know kind of stuff uh that we shipped out for the for the booth for the actual competition um to just i they they have they have absolutely taken care of us uh we we're very happy with the partnership that that we've had and um we're going into year three of three right now with them 
uh, as the official barbell with MFC, but we're hoping we're, we're hoping that continues because it's just been, it's been absolutely awesome. Um, and just like Greg said, you know, now we get to meet like some of the masters athletes that, uh, we were like, you know, kind of, Oh, like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's super cool, um, to get to the comps and, and watch, watch those dudes still slaying weight. Like Gus, uh, um, Gus Vandervoort was, uh, he's, he's, you know, literally our oldest, uh, masters athlete on, on team hero. And I think the dude survived like two heart bypasses and all the things to a 2021 fourth place finish in his age division. It's just like some of the stories are just, and we were chatting, like I saw him, I actually got to meet him uh, at monster games this year. And just, just to hear some of the stories that he's, you know, like, Oh my gosh, man. Like you've, you you've obviously been there and done that but that i think that's that's the cool part that that's the cool part is to actually get to the comps and actually hear the feedback from the athletes like dude we love your bars um thank you so much for being here thank you for being a part of the competition like it's just that's that's the that that's that's the why right so yeah so yeah. logis- so logistically, like how many barbells do you need to bring to those competitions? So they they own they own them. Oh, okay. Uh, they have they have fifty of them. They got twenty five men's and twenty five women's. But it's all the other stuff, right? Like it's all the stuff for our booth. So it's the barbells that we want to ship out to our booth. It's it's all of the other. Um, it's the apparel. It's the it's the bags. It's the uh, collars. Um, what else do we ship out there, Greg? I, I can't remember. Like table, you know, just set up, yeah, yeah, set up belt, belts, set up, uh, tear down, all, all of that stuff. Um, they they just yeah, they they bent over backwards to help us out, uh, just because we're, you know, not anywhere near Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, obviously, you said you really have like shirts and weight belts and stuff like that. So what yeah. kind of veered you off into in a weight belt? Obviously, collars is probably the next step towards having a barbell but what made you get into like the weight belt space so we wanted to i'll let greg i just i'll i'll touch on this briefly i'll let greg talk about this because he's a product development design guy but like we wanted to try and focus every product like to have some sort of relationship with the barbell right we're a barbell company or we're not that that's that's where uh, we want our niche to lie, um, but we want to, the, the additional SKUs that we put into inventory, we want to have some sort of relationship with Barbell. Greg? Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. Um, you know, I was talking about this the other day. You know, we're, we're, we're not a kind of company that's just looking to throw a product out there and just slap a Hero Barbell logo yeah. on it, right? Like, it's just, like, could we sell kettlebells? Like, could we sell boxes? Like, we could. Like, you could get a, we could build boxes and throw it here on but it's like that wasn't ever who we were about we always wanted to create product that were differentiated that were different that we felt like you know captured something that was a little bit um a little bit like us like our barbells like they kind of stand out you know there's Mm -hmm. there's there's some tlc that was into those things so uh you know we really try to take our time with the different products that we put out to, to market um you know the belts are probably the one thing i'm not you know, I don't absolutely love the belts we designed. We, we've we've been toying around with uh, updating those and having, you know, I think just uh, 
a little bit more of a differentiated design with the belts. But you know, we're doing plates now, and which looked uh, absolutely dope, by the way. Dude, our plates are gonna no I, no cap no them. cap so no cap no cap, man. No cap, no cap. No. yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, we had we had all of our prototypes built, uh, manufactured. There, we all have them. They're in testing right now. We put them in the hands of a bunch of different athletes that are testing them right now. Uh, we'll probably go into mass production here. Uh, you know, hopefully the beginning of uh, of, of two thousand twenty four, they'll be available to the public. But I'm so stoked on the plates, man. They're 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 cool. I think we're going to come to a market uh, with a price point that is similar to what we've been able to do with our hero bars, where you know, you're going to be able to make a decision of getting like, you know, a, a pretty standard rubber bumper plate, or you're going to be able to get like some badass comp plates, and and we're probably going to be at a cost competitive kind of kind of kind of perspective. So those are the kind of things that, from a product perspective, I think about is like, how do we come to market with something that everybody's going to look at and be like, dude, I want those, and then. Mm -hmm. You know, value has yeah. always been, been a big part of our brand. Like, it would be lying to say it wasn't. You know, I mean, we we came out with a $300 barbell that, you know, uh, from a spec perspective, competes against barbells that are being sold for $500, $600 by some of the other competitors in the space. So that's, you know, from a product perspective, that's how we think about it. Uh, Frank nailed it. it it's going to be around the barbell. It's going to be around lifting. It's those type of things. But there's a lot of attention and detail to how we design products that we believe kind of like set us apart from the competition. Got it. I have I have one suggestion. Yeah. Please. Have you ever thought about a barbell lock? No. No. It's a great idea. Because nope. I would love to bring this to the gym, but I don't want anybody to use it. So <laughs> if I have a barbell lock, no one will ever use it except oh for God. me. That's a great idea. Oh my dude. God. <laughs> We call it the two the 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 two ND uh or, or no no we gotta get we gotta get some sort of type one lifting uh type one lifting um collab going there. Well, <laughs> I I did I did send you some pictures lift, for for a weight belt. The lockout the lockout liftoff lock yeah yeah, yeah. no the, the the weight belt the weight belt pictures are they're 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 hella dope I uh, I shared those with I, I shared those with Greg so we're yeah we're still kind of we're. Still, we're, we're still kind of toying um, with the belt space and uh, yeah. Two Poods did a really good job with the belt yes. space. Mm -hmm. So we're, it's tough. We're, it's tough to, I mean, it's like they, you know, I mean, if you want to, if you want to like just all out hero rep hero, like I got it, you know, get yourself a hero <laughs> belt, but um, get, uh, yeah, it's like, Dude, they, they, yeah, hats off, hats off. Dude. Yeah, it's, shout out to those guys. A, They've done a good yeah, job. It's a, it's a legit belt. Yeah, so uh, I, so the, the one that I use is right now, you know, when I get my hero barbell sooner or later, is the Bear Complex mm. one, the Velcro belt. So there's one, the Bel oh, yeah. Velcro all around it. And the cool thing I like about it is it has like the Velcro latch, of course, on here, but like on inside of the two, you know, when they go over each other, there's a Velcro piece in the middle yeah. to get extra support. So the only one problem is, is for me, I got a size up and it was actually too, too big for me. So the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The Velcro just split up. But if I downsized, you know, and the Velcro actually was too like much. a huge help for that. If when I yeah. downsized, so, I mean, I, I, I like that. I feel more secu secure like that. Like, I don't like the, the belts that are like, you know, 
they stop, you know, that they're like super tight in the end and like they have the Velcro, but then when you take the Velcro off, they're still like locked in, you know, yeah. they're, they're okay. But I like the one where it's just like that one, one bent over to come back mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. So especially for being a CrossFit, well, you know, doing CrossFit or weightlifting, it's just like easy rip, easy, easy, easy on, yeah, it's on, on, key. on, 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 yeah, yeah. No, so right there with you. Yeah, so are you guys looking to go to any other competitions like Wadapalooza or anything else to, you know, rep the brand a little bit, or is it just kind of like just I stick to the ground? Dude, I I would love, I would love to be at Wadapalooza. I really would. I think Greg would too. Give us a chance to go to Miami. There's like there's really no excuse that we really need to go to Miami. But I mean, it's like it's you know it's tough though like as a self a self-funded startup company it's like as much as i would love to be selfish and throw money at a travel trip uh to go down to miami in january it, it's it, that that those are funds that were taken away from another order you yeah. know at the end of the day right so uh mike um effectually effectually known as the wet blanket our cfo of the group uh he's uh, he deals with all the finances and he keeps greg and i grounded um he's <laughs> he's dude he's absolutely awesome greg's funny greg greg I, I love this quote you know it's like every time i get like frustrated or something it's like oh mike won't let us do this or mike won't let us do that and greg's like Dude, if it wasn't for Mike, we would have bankrupt the company like a year and a half ago. I was like, right, yeah. but I was like fair point, fair point. Mike's awesome. <laughs> but like, oh man, I, I'm telling you, I would love to get out and do more of that. I really would because that's, like I said before, that's that's where I find joy. Um, I, you know, it's just that's that's our that's our trouble right now is is where do we focus and allocate uh money but you know for any for anybody interested uh accredited investors right greg um we're doing it we're doing a series a right now and we're looking for we're, we are looking for that capital not to just send people to competitions obviously but like <laughs> to like no kidding uh invest in uh in product sustainment product development um so we could bring in that revenue to potentially branch out uh, and do more things um, and get uh, seen more in the space. So yeah, awesome. my best, that's my best answer, dance around the question. Yeah. I, I mean, you're better off not going anyway to save money for R and D stuff or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, like dude. what, like, I mean, granted, like, yeah, like you, like you said earlier, like Miami would be amazing in January. So if like, especially like, <laughs> You know, freezing your keister off up north, it's like you have a chance to go yeah. there for like a weekend and hang out. Yep. And it's it's rainy season in January in San Diego too. You know, it's like it's always a good excuse to get out of town. Yeah, true, true. But yeah. uh, um, I I don't want to beat the rogue thing with a dead horse, but I I know you oh, had you your whole whole like Instagram like cut off and social media cut yep. off. But since you've reinstated, got it reinstated back. Well, actually, a new page back. Yeah, you know, never, never actually been reinstated. Back, yeah, uh, believe it or not. But if you actually have more followers than you did before you got cut off, so we do. What What has been like the obviously probably like promoting and like ads as well as like you know people you're sponsoring are a huge help. But like what what have you seen that's been a huge help growing growing the brands on social media? Um, you know, I. I 
I have to take a moment to just give a shout out to our ambassadors because without without our ambassadors, I mean, our athletes are are great, obviously, and we've already talked about them uh, a ton, and I will continue to talk about them until I'm blue in the face. But our ambassadors are kind of the lifeblood of the brand; they really are, um, and you never know how far their reach goes, right? I mean, it's like. It's super cool. I went up, I did a, um, I went to Buddy's retirement ceremony up in Anacortes, Washington, uh, a year and a half ago. I got to meet Ch- Chelsea Nichols and, you know, to watch her story um, and to share her pain because I tore my Achilles earlier this year too. And to see her do that in the games. Oh man, you know, my heart just went out to her, but we kind of bonded over, um, over our, our, you know, kind of, uh, injuries together. And, but it was super cool, dude. I got to go up, I met her, I did a CrossFit open workout with her, uh, and Derek and, and Derek, another one of our ambassadors, uh, at a CrossFit Everett, um, or CrossFit advantage. And it's just like, it's, it's stuff like that where, you know, you have, you have awesome athletes like leah irons and natalie thompson uh james free and meg richards and uh, you could just go on and on and naming all of these ambassadors that just carry the water um when it comes to just brand awareness and you really don't know how much their reach goes but they see them constantly just posting reels and stories and tagging hero I mean, it just, it, it was super cool. And especially Thomas, when, um, our old account, our original account got shut down to see how quickly, once we finally made the decision to start a new page, how quickly everybody got back on board. Um, I was, dude, I was dejected. I watched that account go from 5,000 or from five to 5,000. And I, that was like a point of pride, you know, me not being a social oh, course, uh, genius yeah. guy, right? Like, I mean, it's no one's, we don't have a social company running our social media page. It's me. Um, and, and to just see that thing like get shut down, that one, uh, that one hurt. Matter of fact, Greg kind of put his arm around me a couple of times. He's like, Hey man, I know you're, I know you're in a bad place right now, but we need to bring, um, <laughs> we need to get, uh, we need to get that social thing. I was like, that's yeah. too soon. It's too soon. Enough, time, enough, time, time enough. to get back up. <laughs> well, I mean, look, and we, we talked to somebody the other day about this. And, uh, you know, I, I think the social media piece hurt because that was our outlet. But, I mean, yeah. you know, as part of that, we had, I mean, it, there were some real business implications that occurred during that process that yep. as a company we had to deal with. Uh, without re, re, retracing the entire story, it's, there's a lot out there publicly now. Um, you know, I don't need to poke that bear, but you know, we, we, we received a cease and desist on, you know, the core design of our product and, you know, demands to essentially like, you know, we have to redesign it. And we did because that wasn't a fight that we were in a position to have to take on. So, you know, you're talking about stopping selling bars. You're talking about going back. We had, you know, a, a large number of bars that had already been manufactured that were getting ready to be sold that we had to go back and retrofit. So there's a period of time that we have to wait where we can't sell bars. We have the cost of having to replace essentially the sleeves on every one of those bars that exist. And we did it because, you know, what else are you gonna do under the circumstance when, when you know, a giant potentially is looking to put you out of business or has mm-hmm. the capability to put you out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, 
I felt like as a company, and we all felt like as a company that we had to tell our side of that story. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like, and do it honestly and not try to besmirch anybody or, 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 or you know, to, to bad mouth, but just give the facts. This is the facts of what happened. We don't understand why this is occurring this way. We don't necessarily agree with it, but we have no choice but to basically follow along because unfortunately money is money and, and we don't have as much as they do. Mm-hmm. And I think there's part of it that people resonated with it. You know, like you said it, everybody loves an underdog story. So, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of people jump back on that. And I think that helped us with a little bit with social media and, it, and you know, in a way it gave us the opportunity to have conversations like this with people like you, you know, it, it gave us a, uh, a little bit of, um, it created a little bit more interest in the brand and the story yeah. of who we were. And people were interested in hearing about the journey and the things that we did. And I think there were a lot of people out there that kind of like put themselves in our situation, like three buddies during COVID, hanging out in a jacuzzi, drinking cocktails. We have a business idea to start a product because we love a particular type of thing. We're like you, we're just athletes, we're fitness guys, we love working out. And we're like, dude, let's start this thing. And then we built this brand and we built this company, sort of the image of ourselves. We had this whole like joking kind of suburban legend thing, you know, the mid 40 guy that still thinks that they can compete and work out. A guilty, and you get this guilty. thing off the- Guilty, yeah. guilty, guilty as charged. And we get this thing off the ground and one day we look at each other and we're like, holy shit, people actually like this. Like this is working. Like we're like people are, you know, like people are posting our shit. People are buying our stuff. Like we built this company. And then then one day without even knowing it, you just get punched in the nose by the literal giant in the space. And, you know, that's there. That's what they do. I I get it. I, I don't even, I don't, I don't, uh, fault them. That's what big companies do. They have law firms, they have IP, they protect their IP. They were doing what they needed to get done. But as a small company, you don't think that way. You just think like, dude, this thing that we put so much time and so much work in and our own money and our blood and sweat and tears could go away because of the situation. And we felt like we had to tell that story. And, and, And I'm glad people have resonated with with it. And I think people can put themselves in our situation. And I think in a lot of ways it's created a lot of goodwill for us. Awesome. Yeah, completely agree. So, I mean, I love you guys story and, you know, obviously, you know, talking to Frank, you know, has been awesome too as well. So um, I, I know we're getting close to the end, but uh, one of the questions I have is, do you have like any new products that you're looking to come out soon that like besides might... the barbell lock yeah yeah beside the barbell lock uh <laughs> like is there any is there anything that's like literally coming around at like early like june or february of uh, not june uh, january february of uh 2024 the the plates is going to be the next big big yeah. product that's coming down uh we 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 are in r d on some different belt designs and you know i think kind of like our 2.0 version of our belts um couple interesting bars i mean really excited actually about uh the unbroken bar we're doing with Col- uh, uh with mertens and and how that's going to come out um you know and i think there's a couple other athletes that we may do some work with but but no uh so if you got any ideas and any products or you know i i like your belt idea of, of things that we could do some joint r d or if, or if anybody out there has some ideas let us know yeah there you go colton's yeah. colton's bar is going to be is going to be first quarter of 2024 Thomas said, I mean, you know, and then, and then sky's the limit, right? Like it depends on how, uh, it depends on how this series, uh, goes as far as, uh, as far as investors are concerned. 
Um, obviously, the more interest that we have, the more we can we can put to R and D and and push to market. So I mean, you know, like cross 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 fingers, right? Because uh, hope's not a course of action, but uh, crossing our fingers is is damn is damn sure one of them. Um, that we would love to have uh, some new products by the end of next year. I would, I, I would be, I would call that a win. I really would. That like, if you know, see, see success. Well, what success looks like for 2024? Um, Unbroken bar release first quarter. Uh, the comp plate is is released to the general public uh, at some point, and um, and and potentially uh, a new product there uh, prior to Christmas. I would call that. I would call that success. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so I have some rapid fire questions for you guys. They're not really oh, rapid. Yes. They're, they're not really rapid fire. You can take your time on them. Don't worry. So um, <laughs> obviously, I know you have the unbroken bar. You kind of talked about it earlier, like the broken bar, the plates, you know, weight belt 2.0. But is, is, do you have any goals, like personal or you know, business wise, that you wanted to hit by the end of the end of you know, 2024, since it's almost 2024. By the end of 20, so. The end of twenty three, end, end of end of, end of next year, not not twenty three, because you literally have like two weeks. So it's really, <laughs> so you really, I don't know if you're going to get much out of it. But the end of twenty twenty four, triple revenue. I'm rapid fire. I'm just I'm just going. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go outside of uh, uh, CrossFit. I I need to. Uh, I, I was looking at some pictures the other day of me pre COVID when I was doing CrossFit, and you I need to lose some weight lately, and I'm like. I could I could get back into some CrossFit shape. Yeah. Yes, dude, he's back. <laughs> oh, oh, Thomas, I I have tried all year to get this guy uh, to get this guy back. So he was on a big cardio kick. I say I I would jokingly said need to lose some weight. The guy's six four. He's skinnier than I am. I'm five eleven. So uh, that'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah, us tall guys got to unite, but definitely get, definitely, right. definitely do a little more weightlifting. So that's right. All right. Next question. So, uh, yep. what is your favorite book? Oh. Ooh, ooh. What's your favorite book? Well, we'll go. Greg, go first because you were last. Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I have a lot of favorite books. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, you know, I read a book called Shantaram uh, a number of years ago. It was a, it was a, a recommendation from a, a good friend of mine. It's a true it's like story. Indian. Um... Yeah, they just recently yeah. did a thing on Apple TV on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I but I read that book like like ten or fifteen years ago, and and uh, it's a it's a it, it was a great read. It was really interesting. I had spent a lot of time in India for working reasons. Um, I was as you know tech and software and that whole thing. So it was really cool to kind of read a book, the story of what it was like, you know, during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that book before. Um, well, check out the Apple TV series. It's actually, it was, I, I've watched like a couple of okay. like two yeah. or three. I, I didn't get, I didn't yeah. finish it. Um, but I mean, it held my interest at least. I just kind of, yeah. you know, got busy in life and shit. Um, <laughs> young, young, young Frank's favorite book, all quiet on the Western front, Eric, Eric Marie Lamarck and, uh, old Frank's favorite book, uh, fighter pilot, Robin Olds by far hands down. Yeah. Uh, who, who I, who I just emulate myself off of. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, what is, what is something that you like to do that no one eat, neither Frank or Greg have no idea about. 
that something I do that Frank doesn't know about. Yes. Or like anybody else, like in the, <laughs> in the space, like or anybody else that, you know, that, you know, Oh man, Frank, you got to go first on this one. Okay. I'll go first. Um, uh, something new. I, I have, uh, I have video games on my phone that I play, uh, while on layover and my wife, like just absolutely hates it because it drives her nuts. So <laughs> I don't think Greg, I don't think Greg knows that. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, uh, but let's say on the video game kick, um, I just, uh, finished the latest Zelda tears. Of the Kingdom Oh, you son game. of a bitch. And I've probably put a, an embarrassing amount of hours into that game <laughs> that I'm going to choose not to admit, but my wife uh, will walk in on me and she just looks at me and her joke is she's like, that is so not hot. <laughs> Grown man playing a video game. Grown and she just walks out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so originally like I was a big into video games too. Like I was at one point where when I moved down to Georgia, I was playing, I was a, it was Fallout New Vegas on Xbox. Oh, dude, yeah. great, great game. Great game, great game. I, game. Actually, I, I don't Love know if it that finished. Game. It was like some, it was either that or like a, one of the Fallout games. And so I saved it because I had to leave or do something. And then I look at the time on it and I'm like 44 hours yeah. on that thing. And I'm like, that is not good. And so like that, mm. that was the, that was the moment I'm like, okay, I got to get rid of this thing. Like I got to sell it. Like it's, it's. <laughs> I, I can't I can't do anymore. Like I, I need to do something else that's more productive than playing video games. And now yeah. now my son is for Christmas is getting a PS5. And I looked nice. and like the new Fallout uh television show is coming out in April. And I'm like Oh, oh. I didn't even I haven't seen this one. Yeah, it's on no. Prime it's okay. on Prime Video. So Sweet. and uh awesome. And I'm like, oh sick. And I'm like, I wonder if PS PS5 has fallout game and they have fallout 4 and i'm like yeah. i haven't played that yet because i know it's in Ma it's a massachusetts based yeah. video game and so i'm like i'm like god like i i can't i can't buy this or like grand theft auto i'm like i can't i can't buy it i can't i can't do it dude fallout That's 4 good. is so fallout 4 is so good. I, good it was it really was good have you seen the uh trailer for the new uh Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I'm not I insane. Insane. Insane, bro. I, insane. Uh, the, do you know that one of the characters, like the guy that has tattoos all over his face, and he's at the courthouse? Yeah. The guy, yeah. the the guy, I think they copied off of is suing Rockstar for three million dollars for using his likeness into the video game. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, it why literally not? looks. It literally looks like him. He's got the, looks like, just the, like him. The guy in the video game has like purple hair, but he has like almost the same exact tattoos as the other guy. So wow. yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, okay, next question: What is in your gym bag? Oh man, um, shoes. I have uh, right now. Um, I have my headset uh, for when I fly uh wrist straps uh knee braces or knee sleeves uh my left elbow sleeve uh evo free and uh stick of gum i love it stick of gum <laughs> uh for me I'll, i yeah i mean probably pretty standard only shoes um uh weight belt knee sleeves uh jump rope wrist straps 
and uh, those little thummy things, the little, uh, you know, you, I don't remember. Oh, you don't tape? Called. You nubs, don't use tape? Nubs. Yeah, I'm yeah. a nubber. Oh, I'm a, nub, nubs. I'm a nub guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so next question. So just pretend this is the last day on earth for you guys. You know, you're lying in your bed. You have all your friends, you know, around you. How do you want people to know you as? Oh, man, that's a deep question. Dude. Greg has I to go am. first because I think you were the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I want to I, I come up with something funny, but I'll, 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 I'll make it a little bit more serious. I, I've thought about this, right? I, read, I think one of the first business books I ever read was um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And I think habit mm -hmm. one is start with the end in mind. And, and the whole premise was like, you know, imagine you're essentially sitting at the end of your life and you know you're surrounded by friends and people around you and it's like what what do you want people to think about you like yeah. how do you want to be remembered what's your legacy those types of things and it's really stuck with me and i and i think i've lived my life very much with always keeping that in the back of my mind um you know what man i just want to be like family's really important to me um i want to be somebody that like my friends and my family just said that was a good dude I was just a yep. good guy. He was just here for me. He, 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 he was, he was, he was just a good friend. He was a good person. Um, we had some fun along the way and you know, he just lived a good life. Awesome. That's awesome. I like that one. All right, Frank, you're up. Loving father, uh, successful or correction, loving father, loving husband and a team builder. I bring people together. That's, that's, that's what I do. Um, they call me the cruise director because I always just like, you know, to get people together, throw, throw great parties um, because I enjoy seeing other people happy. That's just, you know, that's me. Like the, you know, Greg used seven, seven, uh, seven habits. Like my wife and I did um, uh, we, uh, deployment in 2009. We read um, the five love languages, right? And uh, I always made fun of her. I was like, ah, your love language is receiving gifts, um, physical in nature. <laughs> you know? And like, and, and it, and it, but, but honestly, mine, mine is, mine is words of affirmation. It really, it really is as much as I try and convince her it's physical touch, like words of affirmation. Um, I, I want to be, I, I want to hear that I've done well in life and I want to see everybody do well around me in life and if that's if you know if, if that's what's being uh, kind of whispered at, at, at the end of my uh deathbed i've done it right awesome awesome very cool yeah. all right so last question so where can people reach out to you if you guys have any if they have any questions about hero barbell oh totally um so our website's uh herobarbell.com um please uh please follow us on instagram at uh, free hero barbell now uh free hero barbell and then um what else uh we do we, we have a tiktok account uh with a whopping 48 followers but uh <laughs> add here add hero barbell co for tiktok uh if you want to make it 49 and 50 you know like why not maybe they'll be, there, maybe there might be something in store for the 50th follower on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, thank you guys for coming on the show. It was awesome yeah, just to learn about, you know, you guys and the, the company and, you know, what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to, you know, shoot the shit pretty much. 
Yeah, yeah, man. That was, was awesome, fun. Thomas. Thank you for it. having us, dude. Seriously. That was great.